Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Saturday, April 23rd, and yes, back at the office, relatively easy drive home. Uh, We got to play in the snow yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoyed all those pre-recorded videos. It was nice to get away, have some time, Uh, but I did miss you all. I did miss you all. Hopefully you enjoyed the daily financial news. Lots of stuff going on Friday, which we will talk about. Remember, we go live in about 28 minutes. We do one hour of your questions, my answers. We just say hi to each other. We have a good time. Thank you for being a part of the One Rental at a Time community. Real quick, I want to tell Nicholas, I got you. I got uh, your, I don't know, shirt that is going to go out. This one right here. Uh, Nicholas found the Easter egg on my website, One Rental at a Time. Uh, got the course, and of course, now we'll be getting the shirts. Uh, I have a few more to put together, but Nicholas, your shirt will be going out in the mail. So when I look at the daily financial news, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the stock market. The Dow was down about a 1,000 points yesterday, rough and tough. Uh, I have warned you for the last three or four weeks that the smart money gets it. The dumb money doesn't. Well, the dumb money started to pay attention yesterday. Uh, I think um, the pain is not over. I have been talking about this for a while. And I really do mean smart money versus dumb money. And to be clear, I was in the dumb money camp. So I, I speak from personal experience. The pain is real. If you read my book, One Rental at a Time, it starts after I lost 80% of my liquidity, cash, value, whatever you want to call it, my net worth, gone because I was the dumb money. You can, you can huddle. You could do all of this. You could buy the dip, but pain is real. Uh, we are in for a bear market without doubt. Risk is being repriced. Earnings are going to go down. Multiples are going to be compressed. If you've been following my channel and you took action, you you, uh, protected yourself. That said, one of the things that I believe all bear markets and recessions have in common is it does allow the prepared to buy stuff on sale. I'm not saying stuff is on sale yet, But maybe you think something is on sale. Maybe there's a company that you always wanted to buy, but you thought it was too richly valued. Maybe go shopping. So I'm just curious. Did anybody step into the market on Friday in the afternoon, maybe after you were seeing the the Dow go lower and lower and lower? Anybody start shopping yesterday? Just curious. Are you waiting for some more pain? If you are, if you do have a list, I would love to know which companies you're interested in. Because as this market falls, I may add some stocks to my portfolio, which today has nothing. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of this bear market when I think the time is right. So let me know. Let me know if anybody's out there in your favorite stocks. Alibaba. Drew, what are you kidding me? I'm not investing in any Chinese stocks. 
That is, no, I don't, I don't trust China. Really? No, not for me. Ask Charlie Munger how that worked out. Not a good idea. Uh, so again, I think the Dow's been down four weeks. I think the pain continues. S&P's been down three weeks again, folks. Go back to my daily financial news. I shared with you my thoughts on, on where this is going. Let's talk about the week ahead. The week ahead is going to be critical. And I don't say this very often if you watch my channel. This week, specifically two earnings are going to be the linchpin. We are either going to find a plateau or we are going to the basement. I believe the two most critical earnings next week are Apple and Microsoft. If these two companies show any cracks, watch out below. Watch out below. The entire week ahead has lots of important earnings. We'll go through the days now. Monday, Coca-Cola. I think Coke's got some wind at its sails. As you remember, um, a lot of events have been shut down, so they probably have easy compares as we open back up. And people start paying to go places. I think what we're going to see in the consumer this year is we buy experiences. We don't buy stuff. We stop getting Amazon boxes and we drive to Tahoe and we get away and we enjoy life and make memories and have your dogs play in the snow. These are all things I did in the last four days just because I was so tired. Again, bought enough stuff. Let's go places. So I think Coke and Pepsi, for that matter, could benefit significantly. Tuesday, Microsoft, Alphabet, Google, and Chipotle. Um, no, I think, yeah, so Tuesday is important. I think the big day of the week is going to be Thursday, which we'll get to in a minute. But again, Microsoft, Google, Alphabet, Chipotle, big day, big day. Wednesday, uh, Boeing and Meta slash Facebook. Uh, again, a big day. Thursday, I think, is the biggest day of the week. If I were to pick one, we've got Twitter. It'll be interesting to see Twitter's earnings. This is my guess. Pure guess. As someone who was responsible for closing the books, my first job out of college, I was an accountant for a tech company. And as a general ledger accountant, I was allowed and encouraged, based on how the quarter went, I could make aggressive or less aggressive assumptions. Completely legal, completely documented, but these assumptions could move earnings per share a penny here, a penny there. Not a lot, but some. If I'm Twitter, I do everything legally responsible to report a blowout number and give you a sneak peek of my roadmap. The board at Twitter has one job, and it's not to save their job. Their job's done. Their job is to get the best price for the company. So what do you do? The last publicly reported quarter before Elon Musk buys it, you report blowout numbers and you give a roadmap that gets everybody excited. Maybe you get more than 54 bucks a share. Maybe you get 56, 57, call it a day. You don't get sued. If Twitter reports a donut, a terrible quarter, loss of distraction, loss of ad revenue, blah, blah, blah. Elon Musk, lower your offer. So Thursday is going to be important. On audition on Thursday, we have Amazon. Woo! 
if my thesis about Coke is right, we buy less stuff, we buy more experiences. What's that mean for Amazon? And then finally, the big boy, Apple. Yeah, Apple. Critical quarter. Really, for me, it's not so much the quarter that finished. It's their look ahead. Is the iPhone long in the tooth? Don't know. Uh, do they have another sexy product that we all must have? Who knows? Apple, Apple's the one. Right. We've already seen Netflix fall off. We've already seen, you know, Zoom and Peloton and all these other stay at homes fall off. Apple is the king. Apple's the king. Does the king deliver again? Or is it that bad out there? Because, again, if we're heading into a recession, do you really need the next thousand dollar iPhone or can you wait for the next release? I don't know. It's going to be important. And then Friday, we have Chevron, right? Again, oil, energy, gas, uh, a big week for earnings. It gets real. I think next week is the busiest week for earnings. So we will be talking about all of those. Don't know if you saw uh, the healthcare HCA is a company. They had bad numbers, basically highlighting wage inflation. I believe one of the things the Fed in Powell is most concerned of today's environment is wage inflation. If you were to simply read HCA's earnings announcement, screams, screams at the top of your lungs, wage inflation is real. Wage inflation is going to get worse. Yep. Have you ever heard of the Tina trade? The Tina trade is over. This is what I told you was coming, and I believe it has started to crack and we'll roll over from here. TINA stands for there is no alternative. TINA, there is no alternative. As I have said, and I just recorded a video this morning that we'll post later, the Fed broke housing and why I say that. The Fed de-risked all assets. It took risk to zero. So there were insurance companies and this and that who have to have a minimum return that was getting zero. The Tina trade me, it meant I got to put the money in the stock market. I had no alternative. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, would you swallow wrong? Sorry about that. I was a little concerned about Sunny there. Yes. Sunny is in my lap as usual. That's him. Anyways. So again, back to the Tina trade. Insurance companies now can get 3% on the five-year treasury, soon to be the 10-year treasury. So again, the not, the uh, there is no alternative. Well, there is very, very big alternatives coming, and I think it grows from here. Verizon reported some numbers the other day, lost 36,000 phone lines, or what they call subscribers. Boris Johnson, the prime minister of the UK, said something yesterday that I will admit gave me shivers. And unfortunately, he might be right. Boris Johnson, the UK prime minister, said, unfortunately, the war in uh, Ukraine might last until the end of 2023. Not 2022, 2023. That should scare all of us. That should frighten all of us. 
we've already talked about the food insecurities and we're already starting to see images of what might happen. Can you imagine if the breadbasket is shut down again? I am very concerned about where we're going to go from here with food insecurities. Michael Burry is at it again. I guess he shorted Tesla before the earnings and got beat. Although I think Tesla was down at the end of the week, so maybe he did okay. I don't know. But anyways, Michael Burry was out reminding people that when the Fed tightens, tech stocks can get hammered. And his example is one that people use all the time. If you don't know, Amazon was trading at 113 a share in December of 99. By April of 2001, it was, no, yeah. By April of 2001, it was trading at $8. 93% collapse. And this is Amazon, folks. Now, this, of course, is Amazon the bookseller, not Amazon the retail to the world. But remember, when the uh, market goes cold, the bear market takes over, your once treasured stocks can go down. And in Amazon's case, from 113 to 8 is quite the collapse. So again, remember those things are out there. Zillow is out there talking about a bubble. Go Zillow. Zillow highlighted three markets in particular, and two of those three I have talked about as being potential bubbles as well. And they're calling, they're basically in this article said, any market that is up over 50% since 2020 is a prime target. Austin, Texas. Shout out Elon Musk. I think that's where they went, Austin, Texas. Austin is up 71% in two years. That is crazy appreciation. Boise, Idaho, 59%. And then Florida had a bunch of markets, but the highest was Sarasota at 58%. A lot of appreciation. All of these cities have seen mass migrations from California and Texas. All of them weren't ready, right? They didn't have housing going. Supply and demand is undefeated, folks. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I guess we'll kind of wrap this up with uh, back to Powell. As I said at the beginning, or last weekend, Powell's last public announcement or public speech was Thursday. Powell clearly laid 50 basis points on the table. I stand by what I said six weeks ago. I believe 50 basis May 4th, 50 basis in June. I am not currently calling July. I think there's too much time to see. So again, 50 basis in May, 50 basis in June. The dumb money is waking up. You saw Friday's crash. You also saw Thursday's reversal. Thursday morning was green. Powell talks. Dumb money gets it goes down. Probably some more pain ahead. But this is okay. As I've said all the time, you must survive the bad times so you can thrive. All of us are going to have the opportunity to go shopping. If you are prepared and you've done the work, you will go shopping. Assets will be on sale. I happen to focus on real estate. You might focus on stocks or cryptos or fancy cars or whatever. It doesn't matter. 
Lots of Americans and frankly, folks around the world are bad with money. Lots of these people have debt that will be a problem. Lots of these people will sell these assets at a discount. I personally am going to go buy as much as I can. Write a lot of offers, only write great deals, close on the ones that you can get negotiations. Creative financing, all cash, whatever it takes. I'm excited by what's coming. I hope you hear me. Recessions are not to be feared. They are to be taken advantage of. You need to prepare now. Do the work now so that all of us can be better coming out of it. As Greg Dickerson says, good times never last. Bad times never last. I want you to thrive in the recession that is coming. Take care of yourself. Have fun. And again, we'll be going live in just a few minutes for one hour of questions. Take care. Bye-bye.